Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a Tech Doctor podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for this one. And Allison, there's something that you may not know, but when you weren't able to be here last time, I, I took a very courageous action. Okay. And I, I knighted Dr. Woodbridge here. I entitled him a third Tech Doctor. Well, I think that that is only right and proper. But you know, you and I both have learned to live with all of the fabulous perks of being a tech doctor. I mean, like the helicopters and the Mm -hmm. fabulous vacations, and you know, the the, jewelry, the the money, the jewelry, all that. We've learned to live with that. Yeah, but but we've also learned to bear as best we can the great responsibility that comes with being a tech doctor. That's right. So we need to check in, Dr. Woodbridge. We need to know, how are you bearing up? This is going to sound very strange, and I, and I haven't said this in too many places, but because you almost feel like you shouldn't say you've had a good year because some people on the board have not had a good year. But me personally, um, at home and my family, we've had a pretty good year. So overall, I'm doing spectacularly well. And I feel much the same way. I feel so much gratitude for mm. how fortunate uh, I am uh, with all this going on, although um, we've had our struggles he- here, certainly, and, and I'm very aware of the struggles that people all around the world are having. And I, I you know, and I, I feel much sadness about that. But but yeah. I, I'm kind of in the same position where it, it's uh, and I'm pretty well suited for working from home. I'm a hermit. I don't have a problem with it. How How is it for you, Allison? My experience has been much the same. I have been, obviously, I've I've been uh, working from home now for the better part of a year, and I I definitely, definitely much prefer it. But, you know, I'm absolutely as well sensitive to what everyone is going through, and I've, you know, known people who have, who have suffered and are suffering, and I, and I, you know, just offer them my my sympathy and my heart and everything all my support but you know things have things have gone well you know we we moved to be closer to family and eventually to my work when I go back but honestly um, I think at least for the foreseeable future we're going to be at home and even when we go back we're going to be probably doing a part-time home part-time office and I'm I'm really okay with that yeah, we've learned so much about working via telehealth, at least in my uh, business of practicing psychology, and we've discovered how much you really can do. It's it's quite amazing, you know, and I, I just really wonder whether or not people will do as many in-person conferences and things like that, because it's so much cheaper and so much more convenient in some ways to to meet on telehealth, I get it that there's some loss of personal contact there, and, and, and it's nice just to be with people. But at the same time, I think our world has changed forever, honestly. I agree. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, if I was working in the office five days a week, my colleagues and I would never see each other because we would be either working at our desks on things or we would be out in the field seeing clients. I feel like I interact on a more regular basis with more of my colleagues now that we're working from home. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've really enjoyed working from home because I've literally got all my tech stuff that I need to research, consult, write fact sheets on, podcast on, do my radio program on. My whole room's just basically full of gadgets that I need. So if I go to back to work now, I literally have my laptop, my mobile phone, and that's it. So when somebody says, can you test A, B, C, and D, it's like, well, when I get back to home, I can. But if I'm at work, which sounds really weird, I can't mm. do all the testing. And the other thing I've noticed too is sighted people in particular have suddenly realized, oh, this virtual conference stuff, gee, you can get a lot done. You don't waste traveling. And if the air, airplane's late, you don't you don't miss out in the meeting or, you know, I don't have to fly a thousand kilometers for a single two-hour meeting. Isn't this virtual conferencing wonderful? So I, I think the sighted world in particular, has suddenly realised that, you know, it's okay to do virtual conferences. You don't lose too much in the content. And I'm like you, Alison, I think I talk to my colleagues a lot more via Microsoft Teams, Zoom, Skype, et cetera, than I've ever done before. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I think it's fantastic. It's been so funny to me that in, in some ways I have fared better as a blind person it, with telehealth, working from home, some of the some of the uh, psychotherapy done via phone, than a lot of my colleagues have because it isn't a huge change for me, but but they're really bothered by not being able to see people at all sometimes or nearly as well on Zoom or not being able to read mm-hmm. body language things like that. It's so fascinating, and they've a lot, some of them have really gone through some tough psychological adjustment to how to how to do this work one of the things about a lot of us who have disabilities is we're accustomed to having to adapt having to be creative having to figure out a way to get it done and the rest of the world in my humble opinion it has been having to do some of that this year it's so fascinating it really is yeah and the, the other thing i have not missed is you get in the taxi so how long have you been blind for, mate? You get in the train. Oh, look at your guide dog. He must be your best friend. You get to the train station. Oh, look, hang on a tick. I'll help you down the stairs, you poor blind person. So <laughs> I haven't missed that one iota. I haven't been patronized, dragged nope. across the street, known nothing this year. So it's Yeah, been, that's been a nice change. <laughs> yeah, it's been a breath of fresh air. And the, and the other thing I hate too, well, no, I don't hate, but um, at Vision Australia, we've got these open plan offices. So everybody's got their little cubicle divided by just a, maybe just a head height petition. And of course, mm-hmm. when everybody's on the phone, it's really hard to listen to what you're doing or concentrate. And I have not missed that. I've not missed people walking no. to the and having a chit chat. And it's like, oh my God, I can have my music playing or I can just stroll outside and come back in again. And it's all nice and yeah. quiet. And when I want to communicate with people, I just jump on Zoom or somebody calls me and off we go again. It's lovely. Yeah, same here. It's been so nice to just be able to get work done and especially having, you know, conversations with clients that can get really deep, you know, mm-hmm. in a in a quiet place where you don't have ha 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 and how was your weekend and a million uh, conversations go. Yes. Yeah. I I, I, I remember a, a very sort of what well, was one of famous conversation. I was talking to this lady who was losing a sight and she mm-hmm. was upset. And then of course somebody told a joke right behind me and started laughing. Oh of the lady said are they laughing at me? Am I on speak? And I went, no, no, like, I'm really, really sorry. 
and I had to put myself on mute and turn around and say, look, guys, can we just sort of settle the volume down a little bit? I've got a yeah. client on the phone and she thinks you're laughing at her. Oh, you know, so I think people forget that you know when you're in an open plan office, you've got to be a little bit more mindful about what's going on around you. I think so. absolutely. Yeah, so that's the other thing I haven't missed this year either. I didn't know this podcast was going to start off like this, but it's interesting to sort of take that turn of realizing that you know some of the positives that have come out of all the changes that we've made, and the reason that I ask you you guys about coming on and podcasting today was. Another thing that has been really positive for me this fall is the the new products that Apple has come out with. It to me it's really kind of lifted my spirits and one of the things that that is true for me with almost every Apple product is that I I really end up being quite delighted by the product by uh, a lot of times, even by how they feel and and how they work and all the things that they bring together, you know, in one package and how they connect with each other. And all these things are things that you can't really completely explain by looking at the specs or by knowing exactly how different, you know, uh, the, the HomePod is from the the echo speaker at least if you if you if you just sort of take a look on the surface but the a thing that's really kind of gotten to me a little bit recently is i i've i've heard several people try to re- reduce things to to specs apple products to specs and say no no you you're wrong you essentially um th- th- this AirPod is really not any better than uh, um, an Amazon product or or, or a Bose or, or a whatever. It's it's you know it doesn't have the blah blah. Bose has a blah blah, and, and yours doesn't have it. So yours isn't better. But but it, it, that really isn't the point because to me the point is it's all about what it is to my ears or what it feels like to me. If it, if it delights me and it it suits me and it brings joy into my life, you, you, Mr. Naysayer, Mrs. Naysayer can't, can't take that joy away from me. That's mine. So, so, so you can't really, I'm not going to really let you rain on my parade in a sense and try to convince me that, that, that what I'm experiencing isn't, isn't real. And I don't want to go on and on about this, but I'm curious whether you all maybe have had similar or or maybe you disagree with me on this, but, but what do you all think about what I'm saying? Sure have. I, I'd like to talk to speak to kind of two aspects of, of all of this. The the one is the one that you brought up is, you know, the the reducing everything to specs and oh, you're not gonna like this Mac because it's not gonna really give you what you need and here's why. And I'm like, actually from everything that I have seen and read and experienced in the past about Macs, you know, it's going to be great. And every product that I have touched and used from Apple this year has, again, like you, Robert, and you, David, brought me, you know, brought me joy and and helped me through these times. And also, um, I am bothered, too, by some of what I have experienced 
in almost the shaming for getting the things that I want and need. Um, you know, I mm. bought a product yesterday and I heard, oh, well, it's lovely that you can afford that. Little did that person know that I bought it on financing. I don't make gobs and gobs of money. <laughs> I, I work for a state agency. And we all have to creatively find ways to budget and get the things that we want and need no matter what. We all have um, responsibilities and, and, and debts and what have you. And so I just, that, that really, it, I found it a little bit hurtful, honestly. Mm. And it's mm. actually really helped me to just air that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I must say I, I had the same earlier on this year. I, I think I, I can't remember when I even tweeted, but I think oh, I said I said it's fantastic. I've got A, B, C, D now. I can do blah blah blah. And then somebody tweeted back, and I went, you know, typical Woodbridge, always skyping on about the fact that you've got new technology to play with. What about uh, those of us that can't enjoy technology or can afford it? You know, can you stop boasting all the time? And I thought, my goodness, I mean. Number one, I think that person had a chip on their shoulder. And number two, mm. what's wrong with people just enjoying themselves? I mean, I know here in Australia we're, we're very good at, you know, cutting down the tall poppies, so to speak. Um, but it's like, can't you just allow people to enjoy what they enjoy? And if they like sharing information about the new toys or the new trip they took, then that's fine. So, you know, just enjoy what people say. And if you don't, I mean, like Apple says, if you don't want to buy our products, if you don't want to listen to me, then you don't have to. I'm not forcing you to listen to me or to agree with me. But, you know, everybody's different. Everybody gets something out of it. And, you know, to me, the whole Apple universe, which people get all knock and go, oh, yeah, but it's the Apple garden. It's all closed and blah, blah, blah. It's all about lifestyle and quality of life for me. I and mean, I was out the back doing some exercise um, on my outdoor work equipment, uh, exercise equipment today and my my phone rang inside and I went oh, okay I'll just answer it with my Apple watch mm-hmm. and then I walked back inside and then I transferred the watch back to the, the home pod because I wanted to keep talking not on my watch and then something else happened and I thought oh, I'll just go and grab my Mac but I could seamlessly do everything I wasn't even thinking about what I was doing because it was so seamless and I thought there is no way that I would get this level of connectivity lifestyle ease of access, not banging my head against a brick wall. And God forbid when I change sound sources on my Mac, I don't have to sit here and tremble in fear that I'm actually going to lose speech on my Mac because mm-hmm. one of the things Mac does, if it can't, if you can't confirm that it's gone to a new source, it reverts back to the previous one. Yes. Um, so so all that sort of stuff just adds up and it takes all the stress out of, out of your life. And not, that's why I enjoy Apple so much because the bottom line is it all just works. Mm-hmm. And not to mention that with things like Apple Card financing or things like uh, here in the U.S., Best Buy also has financing options available. Mm. People can afford more of these products than they might think if you're willing to to mm. pay over time and get a little creative. Well, that's right. I mean, I mean, I I, I bought something earlier this year, and like it was a thousand dollars, but. When I, I didn't say on, on Twitter, oh, I just got this new device. And by the way, I got it through here in Australia. It's called Open Pay. I've got to pay it off for two years. It's 50 bucks a fortnight. I thought, why do I need to justify how I purchase things? Isn't yeah. Say, Look, I've got this really great new product and this is what it can do. And I'm just sharing it with other people for you. Right. And isn't that funny? Because I immediately, when I, when I saw that tweet yesterday, mm. I like, went to the mood and back trying to justify myself. And you're right. I shouldn't have to do that. You know? 
No, exactly. And, you know, half the time when I, when I loan stuff, I don't say, oh, I've got a loan product, so pardon me for demonstrating it. Um, I just, <laughs> just want to share it with you. <laughs> a, you know, the, the MacBook Pro 16 earlier this year that I did, I mean, that was a loan, uh, a loan device. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when I demoed, I can't remember what else I did, I demoed so much stuff, but again, when I demoed something else this year, it was a loan product, but I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I shouldn't just, I mean, you know, Renee Ritchie, for example, uh, doesn't go, oh, I've only got these review units, I'm going to send them back when I'm finished demonstrating. He just goes, oh, look, the M1 and the, the exactly. AirPods Max and the blah, blah, blah. I mean, he doesn't go on about the fact that it's a loaner or not. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned Renee, because I would recommend everyone who really wants to understand a very well reasoned YouTube uh, video, which he's mostly doing now, or podcast about the ins and outs of Apple products. In my opinion, mm. you really can get that from Renee. He, he's, he's amazing. All, he's all about talking about what he likes and what he doesn't like and, and why, but doing it in a way that that helps you really make sense out of why these Apple products are the way they are, why they have the various sensors and and the various aspects and the various fabrics they use to, to manufacture speaker grills and do this and that. It's all done for a reason. And of course, you know, I, I get it that, that not everyone in the world can afford these Apple products. And, and I'm sad about that. I wish that that wasn't the case. But but my main point that I wanted to make about all this really is that I don't have any problem with anyone who doesn't care for an Apple product. I don't have any problem mm-hmm. them telling me I don't care for this product. It doesn't it doesn't work for me. It doesn't delight me. It's not it's not for me. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. As long as you're not trying to convince me that I shouldn't mm-hmm. care for it either. That that that's what I'm tired of, I think. No, and look, I, I have the same things when I do a talk sometimes, which I have stopped doing now. But sometimes you have to feel like you've got to overcompensate and go, look, I'm an Apple user. Um, and then you then, then you actually sort of reverse your mindset and you start banging the crap out of Apple and go, oh, but Windows and Android and Amazon Echo and Google, and you think, no, I shouldn't have to put myself down or the equipment I use down just Mm-mm. because everybody in the audience is going to actually start saying, oh, it's okay for you, you're, 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 you're an Apple geek. So I just proudly say to people, now, look, I'm not going to make any excuse. I'm not going to make any apologies. I'm an Apple geek. Deal with it. Live with it. I can talk about any device operating system you like on the planet. I prefer to use Apple, but that does not mean I can't talk about Windows, Android, Echoes, and everything else. But, you know, just to be completely clear with people, I, I love Apple. And I've been using Apple for, what's it now, 15 years since I got my first Mac. And mm-hmm. well, that's how long other stuff. I mean, I've got my first, what, Apple IIe in the mid-80s and the blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I, I, I've just given up probably in the last three or four years. It's like, um, this is me, do with it. Let's just talk a bit about what all has happened this fall because it's extraordinary to me in this very – troubled mm. time of a, a worldwide pandemic that Apple has been able to do what they've done and come out with mm. w- these uh, amazing products this fall. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to say that, um, that I have really enjoyed 
all the products that 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 I've purchased, and I, I guess I've purchased most of them. Series six uh, Apple Watch, the mm-hmm. iPhone twelve Pro, the HomePod uh, Minis, the the uh, M one MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. And the uh, AirPods Max. These products, for their their own reasons, in their own ways, have come, and I've unboxed them and set them up and used them, and and have not experienced any disappointment in them. Are are, are the products perfect? Of course not. N- no high tech product that I've ever seen is perfect, but they are delightful. If to me. To me, they, they are delightful. And when that can happen in the midst of all of the struggle that's going on, it, it's it, it's really kind of extraordinary. I agree. I agree. I've purchased most or have um, the products coming. Um, in my case, I'm still using the, the large home pods here in our living room. But you're right. It just, it's, it is therapeutic. It kind of gives you faith in the fact that, you know, as bad as things are, you know, life and, and good things still go on and that things are, you know, just going to return to normal or staying being kept more normal because of the fact that, you know, innovation and leaps forward in technology are still happening. And even in, even if, if they can happen now, imagine, you know, six months from now when the vaccine is more widely available, what, what a company like Apple will be able to do. Yeah. And, and I'm looking forward to next week when um, Fitness One becomes available with your Apple TV and your Apple Watch. And uh, I was listening to a show uh, over the weekend and it said um, they've got like treadmill and stretching because I thought it was going to be, oh, God, I don't want to do high-intensity boot camp type stuff. <laughs> I don't want to kill myself. Mm. And uh, it was great to hear that you can do yoga and, you know, floor work and, and the treadmill stuff, which I, which is what I've got. So I'm looking forward to that. But again, with me, I always think technology, um, when it combines and just fits in with my whole house automatically so it becomes a seamless bit of my smart home then i know i'm on the right track so when i got my home pod minis they're just sitting around the house where they all the other speakers just sit and i always know when i'm on a window when my wife ellen starts using stuff to turn things on and off and check the time and get the weather and listen to her podcasts um you know and, and the apple watches um you know the, the fact that i upgraded from an s3 to the s6 that's much more responsive for, for workouts now. It actually feels like I'm using voiceover on the iPhone. The M1, um, I've got a, an M1 Mac Mini that I'm currently sitting here in front of using. And the nice thing about, about the M1 that I keep banging on about on Twitter is that I've, I've got no busy, 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 busy out of voiceover hardly at all. I occasionally get it out of Twitterific, but then that's Twitterific. So that's a third-party app. That's not anything else on the Mac doing that. I mean, if I run Safari, I don't get busy, busy, busy at all. Um and then the, you know, the other stuff that I've also bought this year, I mean, I've got the iPhone 12 Pro coming um, and I'm looking forward to playing with LiDAR on that one. I've got the iPhone SE 2020 from earlier this year because I thought for my clients, I just want to buy them, you know, the lower end mid-range phone so I can talk to clients and people that want to do some testing on stuff appropriately. And then as far as the um, AirPods Max are concerned, 
I'm looking forward to that because one thing, and this gets back to your comment, Robert, about things not being perfect. Um, I, I don't know what it is about those little um, the things that stick in your ears, but I've noticed since about halfway through this year, and I don't want to replace the little the little inner ear inserts, but every time I bend over lately, one of the ear pods falls out or it's not quite <laughs> properly and transparency mode and noise cancellation doesn't work. And I thought, you know what? Most of the time when I'm working, I'm wearing a headset. Like today I'm wearing my studio headphones here in the office, and I, as in the home office. And I thought, my God, wouldn't it be just nice if I could just have a pair of Can AirPods that just fitted over my ears? I can then work from my iPhone, my iPad, my Mac. All the sound just comes through appropriately when I, when I need it off whatever device I'm using. I'm only wearing one pair of headsets at the moment. I've got to switch between my studio headphones and another pair of headphones if I want to use different stuff here all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly, you know, jamming my AirPods Pro in my ears because they're still connected to my iPhone. I thought that's one of the reasons why I thought, oh, great, I wanted a pair of Can Bluetooth AirPodsy type things. And, of course, Apple must have read my mind as usual. And it's like, oh, this is just going to fit into my workflow absolutely perfectly. Mine too. I really found that I was not using my AirPods Pro or my regular AirPods as much because they just never quite fit in my ears. I use the AirPods a little bit for for um, client meetings because my work phone is not attached to my iCloud. So I, I had an old pair of AirPods that I just paired to that phone specifically for that purpose. But my ear hurts after I've after I take that AirPod out after a meeting. So I'm going to have to find some other kind of, of just solution because yeah. I can't have things in my ears. I just can't. And I, I thought the AirPods Pro would make it a little bit better, and yeah. it didn't. I loved the features, like the noise cancellation and the, and the transparency mode especially. Yeah. But I... I just can't they they fall they half fall out or they completely fall out or that you know they just I, I can't I can't trust them so I'm so excited I, I didn't care how much the the AirPods <laughs> studio cost I was going to figure out or the AirPods Max I'm still calling them the old the yeah, rumor name yeah. but <laughs> but I was gonna I was gonna figure out a way to get those it's actually quite funny because the two reasons why I was, well the other two reasons why I was upgraded was I bought an original pair of Beats Studio headphones, geez, about maybe five years ago now. And unfortunately, every now and again, I've sat on the damn thing. So the plastic band that goes over here <laughs> is actually getting a bit cracked. Oh. That was, so that was the first reason. But the second reason was I was sitting here on, what was it, on Saturday, I think, as we do the podcast this week. And I found this really great app for the Mac called Hearing Aid, which turns on one of the mics that I've got connected to the Mac. I've got about three mics connected here at the moment. Mm-hmm. And you can monitor the sound around you while you're wearing a normal pair of headphones. And, of course, when the AirPods Max got announced, I thought, oh, I don't have to stand on one foot, turn around three times, click my heels together to do what I'm currently having to do on a Mac, which, which is run this uh, hearing aid app, change my source, change my microphone level, change yeah. this to that. I can just put on these pair of AirPods Max and guess what? I can change between noise noise reduction and transparency mode whenever I feel like it. It's like... Ah oh, yes, another another answer to a question that I've had. So that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I went through quite a, a an emotional roller coaster kind of thing uh, yesterday um, 
w- as soon as the AirPods Max were announced, uh, I ordered uh, two, two, two of them, one for my wife and one for me because my wife uses she's currently using some Bose uh, headphones and she uses them all the time. She uses them when she watches TV. That way we can be in the same room and not disturb each other. But she likes to, to, likes hearing the TV really well through the headphones. But she's going to love these uh, oh. these new headphones almost certainly because they're going to connect so much more easily to the Apple TV and, and to her phone and to her you know, her iPad and things like that. So, so, but and it's a surprise. She doesn't know anything about it. It's going to be, I think a really, Aww. really nice surprise birthday slash Christmas gift for mm. her. Um, and, and, but, but, you know, then I, I got on uh, Twitter and I listened to the, um, to, to the daily observation podcast and people were just really critical mm. of, Yep. The price, especially, and how Apple's way overcharging, how they really missed the mark on this, just like they did on the HomePod, they said, you know, and 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 I kind of, um, you know, for a little while, I've caught myself just kind of feeling like, oh, my God, you know, I've. I've wasted my money. I've I've been foolish here, you know. And and, and then I went and and uh, listened to Renee Ritchie's uh, first off the cuff comments just after the announcement. He did a, a YouTube and he went through all the various specs and the various aspects of the 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 Max. And you know, it really really helped me understand kind of what Apple's going for here, and and at least to some degree why. They, they they cost what they cost and we can argue all day about you know whether it's too much or whatever and 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 you know I could probably make a case either way they are very expensive there's no question about it but I don't believe there's any other uh, over-the-ear headphones out there that will give you the same features with your other Apple products as nope. as these will and, and and they they are they really are expensive yeah and and i think that you know when i'm using them hmm. I, I will almost certainly decide gosh i'd rather have these than than that money that, that was sitting there in the bank yeah so it's interesting i mean the the other thing that i know Renee pointed out too is that you know people do have thousands and thousand dollars worth of just one earphone uh, headphones because very high-end audio files or very high-end studio producers that stuff you know their headphones can cost ten thousands of, of dollars nobody wonders about those headphones um so that's number that's point one but you're right with the thing that i mean these are these are apple headphones so they will uh, you know connect properly with all your apple devices and the other thing too is I mean, I can't remember who said this, but Apple's always in the belief that they're, they're not forcing you or not forcing anybody to buy their products. <laughs> so it's consumer choice. If you don't want to buy something, then don't buy it. Nobody's telling you you have to. And the, the funny thing, I, I saw, a, I think it was Andy Anako retweeted one of Alex Lindsay's comments was like, oh, look, Apple's got it really wrong this time. They've really overpriced the AirPods Max. That's why they're already sold out. So obviously Apple's done a really, really bad thing and they need to rethink this whole thing about obviously overpricing stuff. I saw that too. (laughs) A bit of a classic, wasn't it? Yeah. but then, but you know, I mean, the, the I mean, the, the other end of the, the scheme is like, don't forget, we've still got the old Beats Flex hanging around for seventy nine bucks at least here in Australia. 
I think that's about $50 United States. So if you want a cheap pair of Bluetooth headphones, then nobody's stopping you. And then the other one that I know most people are whinging about was, oh, God, you know, the AirPods Max doesn't come with its own charger. And you've got to buy this Lightning to 3.5 mil um, cable if you want to use a via wide one. I don't like Bluetooth headsets because I don't like listening to the compression of Bluetooth and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, I I, I have got so many cables on my desk here. I've got about mm-hmm. three or four power boards. I've got God knows how many iPhones, iPads, Macs, um, Surface Pros, Victor Edit Streams, Echoes, Google Homes, and God knows what else on my desk here. And I thought, if I can just reduce my clutter at least by one cable, then I'm on a winner because yeah. um, on my Mac Mini now, I've got everything Bluetooth now. I've got my bra display Bluetoothed. Um, I'm going to have my earphones Bluetooth very shortly. I've got my keyboard Bluetoothed. I've got my quirky keyboard that I bought earlier this year, which was one that looks like an old-fashioned typewriter. It's Bluetooth to the Mac Mini. So I'm gradually getting back to the Bluetooth environment. And you know what? Because I use audio and speech all the time, I don't give a crap, crap about the you know the sound quality of the audio mm-hmm. of my Mac because I'm not listening to music. And if I do listen to music, it's some chill-out music in the background to help me concentrate when I'm writing up a document. So to me, I'm, I'm not worried about the audio compression as long as they work. And the nice thing that, that I sometimes forget when I'm sitting here with these wired headphones on now is you go, oh, God, there's somebody at the door. So you, you jump up quickly, start to take a step, and you go, oh, shit, I've got mm-hmm. my headphones connected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Almost pull the Mac off the desk. Uh, yeah. These ones I can just keep either playing or listening to a podcast and just walk out with these AirPods Max on. So that's one of the things. And, again, I get back to this lifestyle thing. I'd love to just keep wearing the same pair of headphones no matter what I'm doing. So if I don't need to take my headset off, I'm just going to leave it on. So if I have to go mm-hmm. and, you know, answer my iPhone or work on the Mac or go and answer the door, I don't have to rip rip stuff off, put things down. I can just wander out, answer the door, keep working and, and come back and keep on with things. So again, it gets, it gets back to that lifestyle thing again. The products about which I'm definitely most excited are these, these AirPods Max followed by the M1 MacBook Pro, which I should hopefully get some time before Christmas. I am just so, so excited. I think you'll really enjoy it, and I hope you do get it before Christmas. I, it was interesting. Last night, I um, used this uh, 16-inch MacBook Pro from last year, the 2019 model, which is a great computer, but mm-hmm. an, an Intel-based computer. It heats up a lot. The, as opposed to the M1, <laughs> it, but I was going to say I was using it to record a uh, a, a basketball game, and uh, while, while I was on the M1 on a Zoom uh, in, in a Zoom meeting, and it was mm-hmm. so interesting. The during the two hours that the uh, 2019 16 inch was recording, it went its battery level went from 100 percent down to about 70 percent. The mm-hmm. two hours that I was on Zoom with the M1, its battery level went from 100% to 96%. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I must say the thing I like about the Mac Mini, though, and this is one reason I bought it, is because if I stick my hand over the back of the, the M1, the Mac Mini, there's this very soft whoosh of air coming out of the um, out of the exhaust. I like call it, call it the, the exhaust port, as in the, the mm. fan. <laughs> but I can tell it's on because these things do not make any noise. I mean, I know when you turn no. on, it make the, the lovely sound, 
But um, that's one thing because with the I'm assuming with the MacBook Pro when I get it in the Mac Air um, that it's not going to make much noise when it's running because I'm not going to be doing high-end rendering of videos or anything else. So because I, I went and checked my um, memory stats this morning on the M1 and it's amazing, you know, us poor little single-core people that don't actually make all the calls work in the computer, I think my memory said it was still at you know, 89%. Even though wow. I was using Zoom and I was doing other things, I thought, yeah, I'm just not thrashing this Mac to its full level. <laughs> <laughs> What's so ironic to me, and I can't recall this ever happening before, right now, at least in my opinion, the, the, the Apple laptop line is turned upside down. The, the, yeah. the, the least expensive laptop that they make at the moment is the most powerful one. It's just crazy, mm-hmm. isn't it? <laughs> it is. No, it, it is, and look, I, I've, that's why I've liked about Rene Ritchie in his, um, in all his demos, because he really does explain about what the cores do and what an, an M1 actually chip actually does, and th- does a proper comparison or takes other reviewers and just just goes through the reviewing and, and that sort of stuff. So, I mean, it's, and he will tell people when he doesn't agree with something. So, you know, I find it's a, a really good unbiased way of letting people know what's what's going on, but. Um, you know, with me, the, I, I haven't looked back. I mean, I had somebody complain the other day because um, with the, the Mac Mini, I've got, um, what is it, two USB-C Thunderbolt ports and then two normal USB-A ports on it. So I've got two extra USB ports than you would get on a Mac Air because I think the Mac Air only comes with two USB-C ports, Thunderbolt mm-hmm. ports. Same with the Pro. Yeah, You're right. Somebody, just yeah, somebody went, oh, no, here we go again. Dongle heaven again for Apple. Everybody goes to buy dongle. And I thought... You know what? We're not going to plug in external things into my Mac for doing my radio program and everything else. I have six cables plugged in. So by default, I have to use an ex- a, um, an adapter anyway, whether I'm using mm-hmm. you know, my MacBook Pro 15 or 18, which my wife keeps, which my wife's actually uh, not stolen, but permanently borrowed when she got when i got the 2015 she went oh that's a nice computer i'll have that one for work thanks then when i got the 2018 one she said oh that's, that's a much nicer machine i love that touch bar so she pinched that one after then she gave me the 215 one back <laughs> uh, so people say how, how many macs have you got and i said well the problem is every time i get a new mac either my children or my wife permanently borrow them off me so i said the nice thing about this m1 mac mini it doesn't have a screen so my, guy, my son says, well, I don't want to use that bloody thing. It doesn't have a screen on it. So I went, good. That means nobody <laughs> is going to want to use this Mac Mini. It's mine. <laughs> it is good to hear, though, that you've discovered the secret of marriage. You just give her what she wants and you're good to go. Oh, look. <laughs> no, no question, mate. Yep. No, it's not. What is it, what's, the, what's the old expression? It's not, it's not, can I jump? It's how high would you like me to jump? Exactly, exactly. Happy wife, happy life. That's, yeah. That's exactly it. It's quite funny because we have this ongoing joke that she buys she buys craft stuff and I buy my tech gear. Although she does she does remind me of now and again that my tech gear is a lot more expensive than buying, you know, three stamp sets worth about seventy dollars. Um, you know, when I buy one device it's usually what's that about Thirty stamp sets, or maybe even three hundred, <laughs> whatever stamp sets worth. So, uh, yeah, there is that. There is that reality. So, occasionally, you go, oh, look, I'm sorry, David. I just spent, I just spent four hundred dollars on something. We know that's okay, dear, because I just spent eight hundred dollars on something. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we can't <laughs> complain about what each one of the run does because we go, oh, by the way, I forgot. Did I mention that? Did I, did I forget to tell you about that? Oh, dear. Sorry about that. But by the way, <laughs> yeah, it works out very nicely. So, yeah, we, we both know exactly what each other's doing, which is good. <laughs> yeah, you've got it worked out. Well, you know, I, I just want to just highlight a, a few things about the new products that I've particularly enjoyed, and maybe you all can do the same. Um, you, uh, you, you did mention the, the the speed and the responsiveness of the Series 6 watch, David, and I, I think the watch has really come into its own with voiceover um, because of that speed and responsiveness, but also because of the, the, the operating system. They've added the rotor to the watch. They've They've added some uh, capabilities that were not in the watch that were on other voiceover um, oriented products that really make it so, so easy and convenient to use if you're needing to quickly read a text message or whatever. I mean, um, uh, and I've really enjoyed this new, uh, these new bands that came out with this year these these loop bands they they're so easy to take on and off and they at least i was fortunate i got one that fit me really really well my wife got one that didn't fit her as well so we're getting her uh, another one that it'll i think fit fit better but but you know it's so it's a little hard to size these things because they they do have to come fitting correctly because they're not they're adjustable but anyway so the so i'm really excited about what's going on in the watch world and again it's going to be really cool and we've we've heard that there's going to be a lot of voiceover accessibility to the fitness stuff that you mentioned and that's going to um show up on the watch to keep keep track of the exercise that we're doing so you know i don't know whether anybody will say anything else about watch series six or not but but I think it's, it's it's really matured now. It's really, to me, it's really coming to its own. I'm glad that we have the blood oxygen sensor, and I'm glad we have all the health stuff. It's, it's really cool. I agree. I cannot wait for Fitness Plus. And uh, me a year ago, I would not have said that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to get ready for weight loss surgery and anything that I can do to try to up my fitness, fitness level before the surgery is just going to help aid um, in my recovery and my weight loss once it happens. So I think that Fitness Plus is really going to motivate me to, to try to do something because you don't, you can use machines or not. Like they have plenty of workouts apparently on there that don't require any machines. Mm. So I think that will really, I mean, I have an elliptical one downstairs. We have a treadmill, so I could do that. But I think just knowing that I can just stand in the middle of my living room mm. and listen to the workout instructions and and do the workout that's going to really help me yeah i mean the other thing i like about the watch too now that they've got the um the notifications in the control center on the voiceover rotor now so you can just flick up and double tap on you know control center or notifications rather than having to so how do I get to notifications again? That that works really nicely. So, and because I do multiple routine workouts, so I'll do like treadmill and band stretching, and then I'll do um, some functional strength training, some boxing stuff, um, hand cycling, the treadmill, and everything else. I can just start one workout and just keep adding to it, and then when I'm finished, I just press done. But again, I come back to the fact that it. it all this stuff just seamlessly works together. I mean, I use the the Beats Flex when I'm sometimes outside working in the garden. 
Um, and then, you know, the, of course, the Mac inside, the iPhone, the Apple Watch. And to me, the, the, the big thing that always reminds me about the, the Apple universe is that, you know, I guess I do have a Samsung Galaxy Watch which does talk, but every now and again, at least once a month, the voice will stop talking for no apparent reason. Um, the All the, the fitness stuff, the stress stuff, the heartbeat stuff will stop working occasionally. But I but I come back to my Apple Watch and it just works all the time. People go, oh, well, look, mm-hmm. you know, why don't you use a Fitbit or a Garmin? And it's like, well, because number one, they actually don't talk in their own right. You've got to run them off a smartphone, which I don't want to do. I prefer to have something that would actually just talk on my wrist, be independent of my iPhone when I need it on my smartphone and I don't have to actually worry about it. So, you know, Apple is still the number one company that every single blasted product that they bring out is fully accessible. It's not, oh, God, here they go again. Surely this time it won't be accessible. I mean, ever since they started to bring out the Mac, um, the iPhone, the iPad, the Apple TV, um, the watch and everything else they brought out, the HomePod and so on, it's always been accessible. So, you know, you can't say the same for Samsung and, and other companies. And one thing that was always irritated me about the Samsung Galaxy Watch, which nobody seems to whinge about, I'm sure if Apple did it, they people whinge about it. When I go and run an application, so the, the 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 watch will come back and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're using Voice Assistant. Um, you're not allowed to use this application. I.e., we don't think it's accessible, so you can't use it." And I thought, "Oh my what goodness, what makes you the patronising uh, hierarchy thing to stop me?" Using yeah. Something? You know, but, you know, if Apple started to do that, I mean, I think the world would come to an end. But, you it's know, people not. forget these shortcomings of other products. I think it's just because Apple's so out there all the time with, you know, consumers, you know, they, they only have to sneeze them one direction and they get in trouble. So, um, you know, so I just, that's why I said when I, I do talks now, I just say to people, look, you know, I'm a, I'm a proud Apple person. I can appreciate what you want to use, but this is what I do and this is how I share it. And most of the time I now tell stories about, using stuff because like you said in the beginning robert you can't judge this stuff just on specifications alone there's a lot more to it quality of life connectability all that sort of stuff it's not just uh this thing does that and the other thing well no it's not it's about your whole lifestyle up until uh, the series six watch and the current watch os i could not get dictation to work consistently with voiceover running but it works Absolutely flawlessly now, if you need oh, it's, to. It's better on the watch than it is on the phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I believe that with my heart. It, it, it is really good, and uh, it's so easy to to dictate a message. So I, I'm mm. excited about, you know, what's going on in in the watch world. Uh, not to carry this on too long, I'll, I'll, I'll mention that I'm really – I really love the, the, the shape – and the size and the feel of the iPhone 12 Pro that I have, um, I just physically, it's so easy to grip. I don't use a case with my phones because I, I really love how they feel so much. I don't want to deprive myself of that opportunity to handle the device. But, but I, and I am uh, really excited about the potential for the LiDAR scanner in the iPhone uh, 12 Pro. It, it does work now with a people detection mode that, that, that um, Apple has installed. And it's a way to tell if someone is within six feet of you and mm-hmm. you, could, you could use it to tell if someone was moving in front of you in a line or tell if it, where there's an empty seat on a, on a bus 
or something. Um, and it's, of course, it's going to get better and better, but it, it works right now um, for, for that purpose, which is which is one of my favorite features. And then, of course, there are a lot of new voiceover features in, in, the, in the software. So um, now is a great time to upgrade. My wife upgraded to the iPhone mini, and she, she really likes it a lot. You know, she wanted a small phone. Um, and, and so far it's, it's worked out great for her and it is a, it is a cute little phone. And I, I, I don't remember for sure, Allison, but I think, don't you have the max? I did get the max and I, and I will say it is, it is large. Like it feels to me larger than my 11 pro max, but like you, I really love the feel of it in my hand. It's the first case in a, a first phone in a while that I have used without a case actually and felt comfortable doing so. Um, it is, it is built really, really nicely. And, um, I can get a solid, you know, two days really of, of use, um, before I have to put it on the charger typically, unless I'm just really, using the heck out of it on a weekend, maybe a day and a half. But like, it's, I mean, the battery life is just incredible. And I think that the sound quality of the speakers is maybe just a little bit better as well on the, on the 12 Pro Max. I've just really enjoyed having it. Yeah, I don't doubt with that larger size. Mm -hmm. I I think the speakers are really good on the Pro, noticeably better on the Pro than they are on uh, something like the Mini. Um, mm-hmm. but they probably are the very best on the pro max. I, I wouldn't doubt that. They're all good phones. I mean, I, I mean, I've got, I, I've got my iPhone eight linked up to the Mac mini here cause it doesn't have a built in camera. So it's my webcam now, um, on the Mac mini. So it just sits here and acts as a camera now. And then I've got my, my, um, iPhone SE here at the moment until I get the 12 pro, but it's just lovely because, again, uh, the other thing we've got all the time is just access to all our apps. I know when the M1 came out, I felt like I was going back to 2009, re-downloading all these apps again, try out. <laughs> um, but that's the nice thing about it. I mean, I can use, you know, my Audible app always is always there, my Kindle app, my local radio station app's always there. I mean, and the fact that I can always use them on my, you know, my iPod Touch, my um, my iPad, and then, of course, you've always got that continuity between all the devices. I mean, I can message on my Mac, I can message on my iPhone, I can message on my Apple Watch. Um, mm-hmm. We've got, you know, we've got maps across all the devices. We've got notes. We've got Siri. I mean, all the things you can possibly think of that you can do on all the different devices are across the whole thing. So I don't have to worry about whatever device I'm on because normally I can do exactly what I want to do on the opposite device. So yep. to me, that's always good about the con- continuity stuff, the handoff stuff, and everything else is working. So no. And um, now the question I was going to ask you, does the – because I haven't got the 12 Pro yet, but I'm assuming does the 12 Pro feel like the glass front and back and the steel – stainless steel sides of the of the old iPhone 4S or 4? Is that what it feels like? To some degree, it, it you know, mm. it feels uh, slightly, it's a similar shape, but the, the mm. quality of the materials feels a, a little mm. bit different to me. I think you'll know what I mean when you, when, okay. when you, when you pick it up, but it's similar. It, it does. Yeah. Have a and the feel. back is not, the back is not the same kind of glasses on the front it's got that sort of more of a matte finish and it makes me feel a little bit more secure setting it down 
on a on a surface. I really yeah. really enjoy it. Okay, because because I, I know with the um the iPhone 4s because I've still got my I I can't bear to throw my wife's old 4s out, so it's kind mm. of <laughs> on my desk as a as a sort of a quote paperweight. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it's just not turned on, but that glass in the front and back is exactly it feels exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely not true on on the on the 12 series. The yeah. glass no. is very different. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because. People keep saying to me, "Why do you keep all these old things for?" And I'm like, "You know, well, the iPhone 4s is paperweight. The the iPhone 3GS was my original iPhone that had voiceover on it. So that's also on, on my little cubby hole above my desk here. So you know, mm-hmm. I've got the original iPod Nano, which had speech in it with Nano seventh generation. Um, I've got the original iPod Shuffle that had also had speech on it that you had to download from the Mac or the PC via iTunes. So I've still got all my original stuff because. I don't know. I just I can't bear to throw stuff out. Um, I've just got to keep. I mean, the, the funny thing about all this is, though, I, I just wish I would have kept my original um, Apple IIe and my original um, what was it, the Mac SE, uh, which had the floppy drive in it that you had to load off. Was it System oh, 07 without spoken? So I just wish I would have kept those because that would have been very historical now. That would have. Been. <laughs> oh yeah, I wish I had kept my Apple. 2e also yeah at the time i didn't think it was important no. but I, I wish i had but you know the other thing that came as a surprise to me that i really like about the the iphone 12 series is this new magsafe charging i bought that magsafe puck uh charger and I wasn't crazy about wireless charging at first because so many people said, if you don't get your phone lined up right on the charger, you're going to wake up the next morning without a charged phone. But mm. the, the MagSafe uh, connection completely eliminates that problem because that magnet snaps it right on there exactly where it needs to be. And there's absolutely no question that, that yep. it's going to charge. And mm-hmm. that's a pretty cool innovation, I think. That is, yeah. I mean, and oh, such a you can see that as an. I mean, not not that it is, but it's it's one of those things that you can take as an accessibility option too. Because I've got one of these Mophie, um, Mophie charging wireless pads because my wife <coughs> borrowed my other one, <laughs> and um, with that one, I've got to be so careful when I put the AirPods Pro or the iPhone down on it. I've literally got to feel like I've got to guess with the iPods Pro. Um, but with the with the phone, I've got to wait for the phone to vibrate so I know it's in the right spot because it's just a flat surface. So mm-hmm. as soon as I get my Pro, I'm going to order a MagSafe wireless thing because I just want the man to go, you're going here, mate, no question at all. You're charging now. Don't worry about it. So, I mean, to <laughs> me, that's, that's been absolutely brilliant because I, when I had my – now, what was it? must have been the Mac – was it the MacBook Pro 2012 that had the MagSafe connector and so the uh, the turning. 2013 MacBook Air. I love that magnetic thing because you knew it was connected because it just clipped onto the side and yeah, I loved that. Cable just came off, but I just think that's one thing good about MagSafe. When the when the magnet grabs it, you know it's um it's on. Actually, the other thing that I thought was very weird, just jumping completely back to the um, AirPods Max, I didn't realize that the case on the AirPods Max, the ca- the smart case which puts it down to a lower state charging state or low, lower power mode, the case is actually only over the actual earphones themselves. It doesn't actually go over the whole headset. It's oh. only over, 
only over the ear places themselves. So, oh, that's thought, interesting. Trust trust Apple to do something different because we always think, yeah, oh, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna have a headphone case, the whole headphone goes. You think of like case. a bulky, like big, yeah. Case, yeah. But no, this is a, a so, smart Someone was describing it as being like a bra. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the, yeah the, that's it exactly. So I'll, I'll have to see if it's – I'll have to test it for my wife or something. Just say, can you come here for a minute? Just want to do a comparison. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's going to go over really well. I, I wish, wish you luck with that. <laughs> it's for research purposes only and evaluation things. I, I have to do these things occasionally to support the community. So um, – <laughs> Make sure I, I do it thoroughly. So, um, yeah, yeah so it is. I, I didn't even realize that either. That it only covered part of it. That's going to be yeah. interesting to see. I don't know whether I'll like that cool. or not. But I kind, I really want to see it now. I'm very, <laughs> very interested. Yeah, and then, and then yeah. the twenty hour battery life and, and everything else. Is oh, great. it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, have any of you two tried your? Because this is one thing I want to try out with. Um, with Zoom when I get the AirPods Max. Have either of you two actually used your AirPods for a Zoom meeting? How, how did that go? No, I, no. I have not. Because mm. I just- Yes, I, I use my AirPods these days almost exclusively when I'm on Zoom, and it works okay. fantastically. What I've okay. discovered is the thing that works best for me is to go ahead and turn the voiceover volume down to about 50%, 40 or 50%, so that your voiceover is automatically kind of quietened in the background, similar to what our artists' five headphones do with that volume control, you can adjust. That's a good option too. But, But the AirPods are so nice with Zoom in that you're not tethered to the computer with any wires. And one cool thing that I've discovered that I can do is I can um, connect the, the, the orbit rider to my Mac and use Mm -hmm. my AirPods. And then I have the ability to use the orbit rider like a remote so I can unmute myself and say something on zoom, even if I'm in a different part of the room or in in the kitchen, having a snack. And and so, (laughs) you know, it's, it gives you a lot of flexibility there. Actually, it was quite funny the other day. I got called out because I uh, somebody said, "What's all that noise?" And I went, "You've got me. I'm actually sitting under a tree." Just <laughs> because <laughs> it was getting so hot inside, because I had the air conditioner turned off. Because sometimes it gets a bit noisy through the microphone. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then I, it, the wind came up, and my wind chime started going, and the birds started going, and the cicadas started going in the background, and they went. Gee, that's a lot of noise inside your house. I went, no, actually, I'm sitting under a tree in the garden, so I'm really go back inside now. Well, that's okay. That tr- the tree might be a good a good place for you to be. So why not? <laughs> so let's just touch base on a couple more, and then we'll we'll bring this to a close. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of controversy about the air the 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 HomePod HomePods Mini, um, and I am really enjoying mine. I mean, the major criticism that I've heard is that they don't have very much bass, which is true. They don't, um, but but they have enough bass in my for my ears that music sounds fine. But what really sounds amazing on them is, to me at least, is spoken audio. I mean, mm. you, you can hear audio books and podcasts so clearly that I've started using the the. The, you know, the HomePod mini when I'm exercising instead of wearing my Powerbeats Pro headphones because I don't need them anymore. Even though the treadmill's, mm-hmm. you know, several feet away from the HomePod mini, I can hear the podcast even at 
a higher speed, I can hear it really perfectly. So I am just thrilled with the HomePods Mini. How how, how have you gotten on with them, David? Um, really good, actually. I mean, I've got four. Um, I think I, when, when we talked last, I said I was going to get six, but my wife taught me back down to four. <laughs> uh, so, that, so that was a good thing, perhaps. And um, so no, look, I mean, I the thing about the the HomePods, I don't like the four. Well, the home, the home, I've got the two HomePods here in the office here at the moment, linked up to my Apple TV as a stereo pair. So that's fine, but I don't like too heavy bass at all. And I've got a my son's autistic, and he hates the bass sound out of stuff anyway. Mm, so mm-hmm. I'm playing music in the rest of the house with where the HomePod Minis are. He's fine because he can hardly hear the bass coming out of the speakers. So that works really well. And the high frequency stuff that tends to do. Like you said, that's really good for audio books, listening to the radio in the morning. Um, and, you know, when I start up the, you know, hear the local radio here on the Central Coast of New South Wales in Australia, I can start it off playing on the HomePod Mini in the, in the bedroom. I just grab the audio off to my iPhone, carry the iPhone out to the kitchen, transfer the audio from my iPhone back to the HomePod Mini kitchen speaker, keep listening. And then when I'm going to go and check my mail in the office, I just grab the uh, audio again back to my iPhone, wander in the office and put the audio back onto their HomePod Mini in the office. So that all that connectivity stuff works really well. And when my wife's out or my children are out, I just crack up all the or crank up all the, the HomePod Minis and the HomePods around the house. Nice. Uh, so I can have surround sound and not irritate anybody. So I can play my chill-out music wherever I like to because my wife really doesn't put her to sleep. She likes more... Um, uh, sort of rock and roll, jazz, alternative type music. She can't stand mm-hmm. sleepy time music that I play all the time. So, um, but no, it's great. I, I really, I mean, to me, the fact that it's so cheap, it's what $149 Australian, $99 US. They're great speakers. The sound's good. And I can't wind them up as loud as the HomePod anyway at home because people don't like it. But the, the high volume, the highest it goes uh, for their HomePod Mini, is absolutely brilliant. And when you think about it, this tiny little speaker is producing this massive amount of sound. Because um, I know when I play the Nest Audio one in the in the lounge room, uh, again people think it's a bit a bit silly. But the HomePod Mini does try and fill up the room with the sound. Mm-hmm. The, the the computational stuff it does go on with really does work, and you can tell the difference. Yeah, when my old Echo finally dies in the bedroom i definitely want to try to replace it with a with a home pod midi one thing i did learn the hard way is if you tell all you tell siri to play it everywhere and so it plays it through all your home pods and uh-huh. you you forget that you did that and the next morning you um start <laughs> off on the telling oh, it to no. play the news about 6 a.m yeah. oh. you, you will have a a a very um frustrated and sleepy wife coming in saying it's playing everywhere it's playing everywhere oh no (laughs) yes i've had that problem too will you stop that i'm in a meeting it's like oops sorry (laughs) so you have to remember to tell it go back to just playing in in the one room and all that stuff actually actually works well but but if it's the human who sometimes forgets to uh to take <laughs> take take the control back but uh, yeah i'm really happy with with homepod mini and they literally are speakers about the size uh, about, of a small grapefruit about the size of a softball um hmm. 
You know, they, they, they aren't, they're not big at all. Um, and they're so, they're so cute. You know, they're, it's just like a, I, I took the, when I first took it out of the box, I told Vicky, I said like, it's a baby home pod, you know, it's with, just, they're, they're not right. the same shape, but, but you can just feel the way it feels. Yeah. It, it is a baby home pod. Yeah. Um, should come in a little pouch or something, a little pouch, like a little kangaroo or something. Yeah. Here's the, here's the, here's the baby Joey. Yeah. Um, the, other thing, the other thing that I really liked about it the other day, and you cannot do this with the Google stuff or the Amazon Echo by itself is I took my, my wife had a birthday party on the weekend and she wanted music as you do. So I literally just plugged the, um, the HomePod mini directly into the power bank that I use to charge up my MacBook Pro if there's a blackout, took that outside, plugged it in directly into the USB-C port on the power bank and had it playing for eight hours while everybody was outside having dinner and drinks and nibblies and so on. Oh, and very said, nice. People said, what's that? And they went, my wife said, it's just the HomePod mini. I've got a, I'm controlling it off my iPhone that she had in the hand. And she was mm-hmm. just airplaying straight to the HomePod. So the HomePod Mini, and it was perfect because, of course, it was still connected to the Wi-Fi network. Um, mm-hmm. It had our server drive that had all the music on it inside. And, yeah, she was just using her iPhone to pick a music and play the next, you know, album and so on. So that worked really well. Now, you can't, because of the new um, Amazon Echoes, they actually don't have a USB-C connection anymore. They've got that no. adapter. The same with the, the Nest Audio ones. Um, I know Robin Christopherson did a, a demo of a thing that you can get to put the Amazon Echo, I think at dot fourth generation in like a cradle. That's because they've got a battery inside or something. But with the HomePod Mini, if you want portability and you've got Wi-Fi access, even off your iPhone, then um, you just plop along there the power bank and hey, presto, you've got portable music. Yeah, and you could put that in a, in a purse or a, or a bag yeah. really easily. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it actually worked well because people said, so what's that underneath it? And just my wife just said, oh, that's just a, that's our back, backup power bank that we use to run our Macs if the if there's a blackout. Because, you know, God forbid we have a blackout at home because both my wife and I are absolutely on the internet almost all the freaking time. So it was my boys mm-hmm. for that. Um, <laughs> so if there's a blackout for half an hour, the wheels fall off the universe apparently. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't check <laughs> my mail and my Facebook yeah. and my Instagram and my God knows what else. So, um, but no, it actually worked really but that was the first time we really tried and it was lovely because back in the back in the old old fashioned days before there was steam and that sort of stuff last time we had the home pod outside we had to run this we almost had to we had to run this old-fashioned extension cable back into the house and plugged into a powerpoint oh my goodness yeah but right i guess the the magic there is that the home pod mini actually uses the uh uses the usb-c um, mm. connector. That's the reason you can connect it to a power bank, I right. guess. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So that was brilliant. So uh, now it's because I said to my wife, oh, so Ellen, um, if you need one for parties and, and entertaining, that means I can buy a fifth HomePod because we don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to take one out of the kitchen that, that we do because that would disturb the network. So I think we should get a yes. fifth entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I'm disappointing you, David, but so far I've only bought two. So oh, I have I have quite quite a bit of catch up to do. Well, I, I I just won't tell you that I'm probably getting three Mac three M ones. Then I've got my my Air coming. I've got the M one Mini, and um, somebody's given me a, a, a bit of a loan for a while of a MacBook Pro Mini uh, M one. So I'll let you know. I might even we might even do a, a whole. I might even do a demo on the whole three of them because when I did the initial setup of the M one Mini, that's when I had all those issues about the the machine wanting a monitor plugged in just for the initial setup. Mm-hmm. 
And I got very frustrated and felt like throwing the damn machine out of the window. Um, mm. Hopefully, because the 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 MacBook Pro and the Mac Mini will have a sorry, the MacBook Air will have a screen already part of it. <laughs> I shouldn't have that. Uh-huh. Part of it, so I'm going to do a proper setup um, demo next time. Oh, that'll be great. I'll look forward to that. Yeah, we'll have to podcast, I think, too, more about these uh, M1s because it it is so amazing. I did want to, you know, just touch briefly on, before we go, about the M1 and voiceover. Um, I'm not having any significant problems with Big Sur and voiceover uh, on the M1, and I think it's pretty pretty safe bet for people that, that you can make good use of it. You can have a bit of a learning curve. There are a few new commands and I would refer you to Dr. Woodbridge's excellent podcast where he goes yes. through Big Sur to to help everyone kind of get familiar with with the different commands. But it, it really does work just fine once you figure it out you know take your time and realize that when you want to open up the control center and activate a bluetooth device the interface is going to look a little different but just Mm -hmm. breathe just breathe and work your way through the through the menu and uh and it's all there and it all works it's just a little bit different yeah Um, and and look i would say to people sorry i would say to people though if you're getting a new mac we're one of the M1s, Mac, um, and this probably goes for Intel as well. Make sure you've got plenty of time, particularly if you're using Big Sur, because you've got this unbo- onboarding thing now, which takes you through all the different settings for accessibility besides the system setup. And if you don't have time and you rush too much, that's going to make you feel very, very frustrated. So mm-hmm. my, my big tip for, for that is give yourself plenty of time to, because you will have to try and navigate the onboarding and if you're not used to voiceover that could be a bit of a hassle if you don't do the you know have you used voiceover before if you haven't press the space bar if you have press v mm-hmm. so if you have used voiceover and you're going to set up big sir because you've got to go through this onboarding screens then i would urge you to really familiarize yourself first before you start undertaking the the whole onboarding and setting up the Mac process. Yeah, always allow yourself plenty of time to to set up a new Mac. But oh, it, sure. As always, the, the the entire process from opening the box to configuring the computer is fully accessible, and mm-hmm. you can you can do it. No problem if you just are patient with yourself and and just just take the time to understand what, really what the what, what the various screens are asking asking for and asking you to do and it, it works fine the one thing i would say is that um for, for those of us who are really into using super duper as your backup program which i am uh super duper is not yet ready for big sur and um, okay that may be you know a, a, a reason to hold off or a reason to to grab a copy of Carbon Copy Cloner, which I don't know how, if it's ready for Big Sur. It probably is. They usually are a bit faster than uh, than Shirt Pocket. But but uh, the, the person at Shirt Pocket, Dave, has been so incredibly responsive to voiceover needs and accessibility that I'm I'm a very loyal Super Duper user. But it's, it's I love it, Super Duper. I can't wait to be to be back on it when it comes out for Big Sur. Yeah, it's it, it'll. He said, you know, uh, you know, it's going to be a while. He's got it working, but he doesn't ever release it until it's 
rock solid. Yeah. Yeah. So it's ready. So it's going to be a while. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I think for me, I'm just having so much fun with these products this fall and I'm, I'm really happy with what I have and I can't wait till next week when, when we get the one that, you know, I've in some ways the most exciting, I love it when Apple comes out with an audio product. Yes, um, you know it's it's really exciting for me, and, and I, I believe Apple has really matured as a viable audio company. I think they've proven that they can create really great sounding audio, and so I can't wait for that one. Any what, what any other final comments or anything you all want to add to this crazy mixed up conglomeration podcast of just talking about <laughs> this and that? I, I don't know. I don't know what you can say that'll make it come together, but give it a shot. Well, to really mix it up, I actually have a quick tip that I discovered completely by accident. Um, I had the Apple TV hooked to our Amazon TV, and I have the HomePod speakers set as the speaker output for the Apple TV. I discovered that you can fully, if you don't need the TV, you can use the Apple TV through the HomePod speakers without even turning on your television. So it's very nice to just be able to wake up the Apple TV and, you know, tell Siri to play something or find something yourself and just go on about your business and, and listen to your to your show. Because with neither of us being able to see, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't have to then go into the TV and switch the input. And, and all that's accessible on that particular TV, which is great, but it's just one less step I have to do. So yeah, you're saying right. the Apple TV doesn't care that mm. your TV is not on? It does not, because I have all of the audio from the Apple TV going through the HomePods. Mm. I have it hooked up via HDMI, so it obviously might be, you know, you have to kind of fool it, I guess, into thinking that the TV is on by having the HDMI cable plugged into a TV or into something that would mimic a, a TV. There's a box. There's a little box you can get. Um, but it really, even when you're using it with the home pods, it doesn't care. It's really cool. So the two th huge things I'm looking forward to next week as we do this podcast is um, Fitness One. Um, cause ever since this year, because I, I find myself sitting on my bum most of the time at home working too much. Um, I've mm -hmm. really been very aware that I've got to get up and move all the time. So that's been fantastic for the Apple Watch. So I'm really looking forward to the Fitness One next week. And then number two is the AirPods Max. And like everything with the HomePod Mini, the Apple Watch, the M1, um, the iPads, the iPhones and everything else, the Beats, Beats Flex and so on, it's just going to fit into yet another part of my lifestyle. So yes, I can do all the other stuff that I can do without all the Apple stuff. But like, you, like we've been saying all the way through today is that it's just convenient. It all works. It all connects. And it just takes the stress out of stuff. Like even just that little thing about the Apple TV playing directly to the HomePod, you don't have to turn the television on and even though it's accessible, it's one less step. So mm -hmm. the more less steps you can take about completing a task, the better off you are. You don't get stressed and everything else. So, um, you know, and that's why I like it. I can just walk into my smart home and I know that everything works because I can guarantee you as soon as I start having to maybe use the echo to adjust my son's lamp it's connected to the echo sometimes it says it can't find it the network's not working but every time i use a, a home kit appliance it's never failed me it's always just turns the fans on and on on and off the lights on and off 
um, the aircon on and off. It just all works. So, you know, yes, it's the garden, but my God, the garden's pretty solid for connectivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the all the apps that you use within HomeKit are fully accessible mm-hmm. because of the HomeKit interface. Exactly. Yeah. So do you all know the answer to my question about the, do you have to have the 4K Apple TV to get the surround sound effect if you have a stereo pair HomePod or, or can you use the earlier generation Apple TV? Now, interestingly, I've never gotten the full surround sound effect. I've gotten great sound, mm. mainly playing Apple TV+. Plus. But I have never gotten that surround sound effect, and I do have a 4K Apple TV. I don't know if you have to do anything to enable that or not. I don't think so, but maybe. Maybe I need to fiddle with the audio settings. I know there was a time, at least when it came to Dolby Atmos, which I realize is different, that the the, um, audio described track was not mixed with Dolby Atmos. So if you had to choose between really good sound or audio description with just normal mm-hmm. good sound. So, but, but I know on Apple TV plus, I think at least they, they changed that. And this whole surround thing, it's not specific to Dolby Atmos. No. And look, that's the other thing to keep, keep in mind too, that the surround sound, that's the stuff that they talk about with the AirPods max that will not work on the Apple TV. So you just get normal stereo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the AirPods Max only has that sort of that surround sound that we're used to getting out of, say, the MacBook Pro 16 and so on. Um, that's only going to work on your iPhone and your iPad. It won't work on the Apple TV. So, um, that's yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Yeah, for movies. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh yeah, that, that spatial audio sounds great hmm. of coming from the iPhone into the uh, AirPods Pro, and I'm sure it'll be the same or better on the Max. Absolutely. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, it, it is such an exciting time, and, and it's such a, an amazing contrast to me, like I said earlier, with all the other stuff that's going on. It's Thank you, Apple, for bringing me a breath of fresh air and some joy and excitement this Absolutely. fall. Mm. Yep. No, I agree. All right, y'all. Well, this, is, uh, this has really been fun. I always enjoy the chance to sit down with you two and talk Apple stuff and I'm going to make a commitment to doing this a little more often not 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 all the time but but a little more often because there's so much going on so much to talk about and uh you know we might even figure out a way to do some some demos once we once we all have the 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 M1 or at least some show off some things that we're having fun with cuz well, like that'll be great well, like, look, we'll just get we'll, we'll just get Allison doing the fitness one stuff as a demo for us Absolutely, <laughs> that I'm looking forward to. Just you'll just hear me kind of like gasping for yeah, air. Like, we'll, we'll just we'll just sit back with our prawns and our oysters and our glass of wine and go go for it. Come on, at least ten minute demo, please. Give us one more push up, would you? That's it. <laughs> right, exactly. Come on, another ten minutes on treadmill, a bit more tilt. Excellent. Six <laughs> k an hour, not three k an hour. Like one one point five miles an hour is not good enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm. There's some there's some there's some fun to be had here. <laughs> looking forward to that. Have, just quickly, it was really funny when I was doing my demo of the, the the workout routines when I did the demo on the Apple Watch when I first got it because I had to literally stop and catch my breath because I thought the last people yeah. were going going. 
It's like, no, I saw Because people said, how come you weren't getting breakfast? Because I said, because I took it out of the recording. That's why. <laughs> yes, uh, so the beauty of audio editing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can take out the heavy breathing. Thank you all very much. It's been so much fun. And I hope uh, you listeners enjoy this one. We we're trying to do this tech doctor podcast a little differently and bring a little more authenticity and fun into it. And let us know how you feel about that. I hope, hope you enjoy it half as much as, as, as I am at this point. But all that said, this is Robert, one of the now three tech doctors. I'll just say, so long for now. And this is Allison, the middle tech doctor, saying bye, everyone. Okay, in that case, I'll say I'm the tiny tech, the the t- tiny tech, the tiny tech doctor, because I'm then going to go <laughs> out and see how my little fairy village is going under my tree in my garden. Ah, <laughs> that is that is villain. very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.